Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And everybody just comes together and everybody here has a voice. That's the best thing. Yeah, I think that's what I love about this place is that it's not cater. It doesn't cater to one person. It doesn't cater to one gender. It doesn't cater to one thought process. It's the Joshua Moodonis Podcast. Probably the best podcast in the universe. It's the Joshua Moodonis Podcast. Hey, maybe just the best in the RJV. It's the Joshua Moodonis Podcast. All right, cool. So we in a very historical place here and i'm with shooter shooter introduce yourself and let everybody know what we're going to talk about today okay uh right now my name is shooter roberts i'm with the historic Cino ray and today we're going to be talking about uh what this place means to the community and how it's influenced uh not just me and you but uh countless others yeah it's a, it's a very strange thing that we're going through uh it's a very weird time where everybody wants to open up, but everybody wants to do it right. And the thing that's holding back everybody is like, well, this is a live venue place. Is it going to be safe for people to come back to? What, what, there's like no, there's no way of doing it right. You just have to kind of do it and then follow the rules and regulations to the T and then make everybody feel comfortable. What are you seeing on your end? I know, but how do you really make somebody feel comfortable yeah. with because this is unprecedented. We've never gone through anything like this ever. I've never experienced anything like this. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing, man. Like, I know a lot of restaurant owners that, that want to open their doors. But the number one thing is, do we open the doors and get people sick? Or how do we do it? How do we stay sanitized? Do we have one person that just does that and that's it? I think that's the, the interesting question. And I think when everybody actually opens up again, that's where we're going to see the people that really want to be in this. Because... I had a horrible experience. The first day that the restaurants opened, I had a horrid experience. And I was like, man, there's people that want to open their doors right now and that will do anything to open their doors again. Well, everybody's I, suffering. That's yeah, why. Everybody's suffering. And I had that experience. I was like, dude, you know how many people would love to have an open restaurant right now? And these people are just, they just don't get it. And I think that's the, the, the strange thing is that here we are in a very historical place. And I think the last time I was here when I played a show here, right on that stage back there, and it's been home to a ton of musicians, man, and a ton of artists. And oh, I, yeah. think, I think now is the time that we all need to band together and really show the love back to Sina Ray. Yeah, well, when you think about like all the uh, entertainers that have been on there, uh, Tintan was here on opening night. And if, uh, for those of you guys that don't know who Tintan is, just Google him and you'll find out. He's a very, very historic uh, uh, comedian and movie star so um he was here on opening night so you're talking about over 70 years of like like legacy yeah. and and the people that have been through here that 
they're not all famous. Some of them don't get to make it, but one of their dreams is maybe just to play a song on stage yep. or propose to their wife on stage, you know, in front of a crowd or, you know, just a little kid trying to play a, a guitar. No, you're absolutely right, because there's something about stage lights and the stage presence and, and the actual place that is inviting. It, it invites you in, man. It's like, dude, you have to place in array. Yeah. You have to be there. You have to take part of this. And it's, it's a huge staple. How does it feel to be in the heart of downtown? Like, what I want to know is when all these other bars came across 17th Street, 17th Street has a, a bad rep, right? Just yeah, to say the, that. the whole stigma. Yeah. What do you think about that with with Sino Ray having such an historic impact and then all this around it? Um, I mean, we, we don't really fall into that category. Like some there's some clubs and I'm not knocking them, but that's not our style. Yeah. Uh, our style, we're trying to take more the um, the artistic route, trying to cultivate new artists and trying to just bring people together. Really. I mean, we've had people here that have sued each other. You know, we're talking about uh, a guy that that sued the mayor, you know, and then years later they come over here and they shake hands and either they're they're not really good friends you know yeah but uh they put their political uh things aside we we've had the the gay rights people with the uh the abortion people you know what i mean we've had sister norma here at the same time with the mayor republicans democrats and everybody just comes together and everybody here has a voice that's the best thing yeah i think that's what i love about this place is that it's not Cater, it doesn't cater to one person. It doesn't cater to one gender. It doesn't cater to one thought process. It's just people. It's and just people. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about it. And that's kind of what the podcast is about because I get a lot of slack. I get a lot of, I guess, negative feedback sometimes because I do represent businesses. My clients, I, I do represent certain a stature of, of business, right? Right. But at the same time, I want to be that podcast that it's okay to talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. I think oh, it's I can very, cuss on here? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's one of the important things about freedom of speech. Like, you want to be able to have freedom of speech to go wherever you want to go and not worry about the things you're going to say having repercussions later. I think, I think that's something that, that this place stands for, and I, I think it celebrates it really well. Yeah, and, and I mean, given the history of this place, too, uh, back in the 40s, everything was segregated. You had, uh, it was... Blacks only, whites only, and Mexican only. So if, if you were Mexican, you couldn't go into a white establishment. Yeah. You, you couldn't do that, you know? And they, they had signs that said, no Mexicans and no dogs allowed, you know? Like, stuff like that. And so everybody was going through that. And then knowing that now, um, because I, I didn't know about this place, uh, the history of it, up until I started coming here and working here and uh, just being more involved in, in this business, in this uh, entity. Um, there's a lot of history and there was a lot of segregation and now we we got that baton so we're trying to bring people together too you know and say like just because of your skin color you're not you're 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 welcome here you know like you're anybody's going to be welcome here what what is uh what does ownership think about this what what are their thoughts about what's going on and their next step well the reality is right now we're three months behind um, because of this pandemic, and we had no idea that this was going to happen. Nobody could have see, foreseen something like this to happen. Um, and the next step isn't just to open, because we, we rely a lot on mass gatherings for uh, large concerts. And, I mean, if we open with, like, 50% of the, yeah. the capacity or whatever, we could still get a small little crowd in, in the front lobby or something. Um, but at the same time, do people want to come out, you know, yeah. are people going to feel safe? 
uh, are, am I going to feel safe, you know, just being around that many people? Yeah, I think that's the number one thing that, that business owners are, are realizing. Like, do I open my doors and put my staff at risk? Do I put my customers at risk? What happens? There's too many what ifs and there's too many. Yeah, there's too many variables. Yeah, just too many variables. Yeah. And then what if, what if you get sick and you're, you're the owner, you know, and then you go get your kid sick and then. And then your kid dies or, you know, your grandpa dies or something like that. that, that that's going to weigh heavily on somebody. Yeah, I think, I think you all are coming from a very interesting point because there's Governor Abbott where he wants to open up everything. And there's two opposing, opposing voices to this, right? Do you open up and get everybody sick or do you open up and stimulate the economy? Because the economy is suffering. A lot of, there's the highest unemployment ever right now. So where do you stand on that? Well, the way I think about it, uh, uh, I want to put people first instead of, uh, just trying to be greedy and make a couple of bucks. Like, for for me, we haven't had any income here at the theater because all our shows canceled, basically. Yeah. And so there's been uh, zero income. And then all the SBA assistance and everything that, that they were trying to help with, we didn't qualify for that. Um, so so there's that. And that's why we're asking the people, uh, our fans, especially our, I mean, realistically, our fans, we're not asking for, you know, um, big corporations to donate money to us. We're asking our friends, our, our friends, for just five bucks, and that's going to help us uh, get through this thing. Yeah, so tell them a little bit more about that, because it's, it's the $5, they donate five bucks to Sino Ray, right? and that will help you, right? Oh, yeah. If just our, our fans alone on Facebook um, donated $5, it's, if each of them donated $5, we would survive this entire thing, and we'd be, we'd be okay. We'd be in a good position. But right now, we're three months behind, and bills just keep coming. Yeah, they'll keep coming. So we'll link that actual uh, the link to donate in the in the podcast notes so y'all can donate. And I, I think this is one of the most historical places because I remember my father talking about it when I was young. It's like it's been around that long, it has that much history. And for us to let it go because of five bucks, I mean, right. It well, it doesn't make sense. And, and at, the, at the same uh, note, like you don't have to donate the five dollars if you can't. You know, some people can't don't have money. Right. They have like families to feed and they got to feed themselves, too. So if, if you can't donate, just like uh, make it make people aware about it, you know, just share it. Yeah. And then just uh, some people donating five bucks. Some people are donating uh, more. And I mean, we're just asking for the five dollars. Not we're not asking for, you know, fifty thousand dollars. Right. So what, what else are you all doing as far as I know you are doing some online live streaming, right? Yeah, we're, we're we've had some te- technical difficulties with the with the audio, but we're getting to it. And uh, hopefully soon we'll be producing some content with uh, some local bands. Awesome. What, what's been the best experience that you've had here? There's just so many, man. Like, there's, there's so many moments. Um, for, for me, particularly, it's uh, like whenever I get on stage in the ring and I'm performing in front of all those uh, people. So, so give them a little backstory if they haven't seen you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a porn star. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm a professional wrestler here with the uh, wrestling revolution and I've been doing that, I guess I want to say like 15 years, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, time's not real. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, so yeah, just getting in front of the crowd, getting, getting those people just excited, you know? And, and one of the coolest things that I, I think I've ever, uh, experienced was, um, there was an old man that came up to me after a show and, and he, he gets my shoulder and he's like, Hey, thank you. And I'm like, well, you're welcome, man. I kind of just thought nothing of it, you know, just another fan. And uh, he, he looks at me and he's like, no, really, thank you. And I'm like, okay, so, so what's going on? And he tells me, uh, me and my son, um, we haven't talked in a lot of years, like in so long. 
And then we found out that Cyril Rey had uh, live wrestling. So, so he called me up and invited me and we came. And we didn't talk at all, like throughout the entire show. And then you came out and you wowed the crowd and, uh, and we couldn't stop talking about you. And that's the first time that we've talked in years. That's badass. Man. Yeah, so that kind of made me feel like, okay, what I'm doing is kind of important to some right. people. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, that we fall into as creators, as artists, is like we don't think we have a story to tell or something to share. And I think, I think every single one of us does. We touch everybody in a certain way. Oh, yeah. We don't have to touch everybody, but the fact is that we touch somebody. It has a, it has a deep effect on us as artists, as creators. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. But you also take some badass photography, bro. Oh, thank you, dude. So what are you doing with that? Uh, right now... <clears throat> Excuse me. Everything's been kind of like stagnant because of the whole coronavirus and craziness or whatever. So I'm, I'm just kind of like editing some pictures little by little. Yeah. So I guess what is the main thing you've been doing for the past seven weeks that would, since the coronavirus is... So, I mean, oh, a lot of masturbation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we've been... Porn sites have been crashing because of you. Seriously. <laughs> we've been doing a lot of repair on equipment here at the theater. Um, a lot of equipment's just kind of like outdated, so we kind of just got to clean everything and, and see where everything's going to go. And uh, it's been a long time since we've done that because we just don't have time. Yeah, if you actually see back here, there's a ton of stuff on the bottom here that they, it seems like they're cleaning out. And look at these beautiful lights back here, man. I mean, obviously, this place is, is getting rejuvenated, and we just want everything to come back to normal. I can't wait because I go, like, when I go into the corner stores, I walk out of my car and like, I'm just regular. Like I don't have my, my mask. I'm like, fuck, I forgot my mask, man. So I got to go do the walk back to the car. Oh yeah. It's kind of annoying, dude. It's like, fuck, when's everything going to get back to normal, dude? Yeah. And, and then will we, it? And then when we get back to normal, like what is normal? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how are people going to act like, like with each other? Sometimes I'll be walking down the sidewalk and then I'll see somebody walking on the same sidewalk and I just cross the street just to yeah. avoid them, you know? It, it, it's a weird time, man. Like. It, I don't know what to do. Like, like I go into HEB and I see people and I, I kind of just wait there. And then there's the other dude that's like right next to me. It's like, yeah, and you kind of like, oh, yeah, like get back a little bit. Yeah, it, it's a very weird time. And I think we all have to make the adjustment to live in this post COVID world whenever it passes. Yeah, if ho hopefully it passes. Yeah, hopefully. It like passes. the other day I went through the uh, the drive through where they have those bikini girls or whatever. And uh, and I'm just there. I'm probably just getting beer or something. And, um, and I, the girl comes up to the door and, and I'm like, oh shit, that girl's pretty. But then I realized she has a mask on, so I can't even see her face, but I already just, just because of the fact that I, I hadn't had any like physical contact yeah. or, you know, just, uh, communicated it with anybody for so long. I, I, I just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. That's the weird thing. The other day we went to a friend's house, uh, after this, I think it was, it was the first day that they lifted the, uh, the, uh, stay at home order. So we went to a friend's house, we're hanging out, and it was just like, we're excited to be out. Just yeah. Just genuinely excited to see other people. Just to be, just to be around somebody. Yeah. Because I think, I think what a lot of people don't get is when you're in a house with the same family, with the same wife, with the same kids all the time, you get like cabin fever. It's like, dude, I need to do something. I need to get out. I need yeah. to do something. So we're crave, we as humans crave that, that one anotherness or talking to somebody else, dude. Yeah, Just it's having a conversation. I think it's important. Yeah. Even I mean, social media worked for a little bit, but then at the same time, like, it's it's not the same as being around somebody because yeah. you get you get an energy with somebody, you exactly. vibe with them. Yeah, and it's weird because I do a ton of uh, Facebook stuff, a ton of YouTube stuff, 
and looking at a camera versus having a conversation oh yeah or on the phone doing a podcast just isn't the same dude i had to get back like having this one-on-one interaction it's right. completely different man yeah you can you can feel somebody's energy and you know we talk about different stories or whatever yeah. and and that's a good feeling yeah, just it, communicating it's, it's communication man that, that's what i love about that social media can't do but it can do it at the same time i guess if it's weird because i know there's gonna be people watching this that are taking away our conversations to themselves or whatever they do yeah they're gonna depict it the way they yeah, want yeah but it's a very interesting thing because uh i don't think you're not very vocal on social media no not really which is which is what i like because i like to actually get into like we've never had a real conversation this is kind of as far as it's ever gone that's why i like to chat with these things because on the podcast for some reason when we speak long enough your true self comes out yeah that's, that's what i really like about long-form content is the longer you listen the better it gets so what is shooter roberts about man um pretty much just wrestling uh, started doing the photography thing, and and the theater. That's is this is pretty much my, my little world. Yeah, and I got my my four sisters, but they they all live like somewhere else, you know. So what got you into wrestling? Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was like little itty bitty, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's a pipe dream," or "You'll never make it," or "You'll never do it." And so I just one day, me and my guys, we just got together and said, "Fuck it, we're doing it," and uh, we. We went to Brownsville, met uh, Bruce Tharp over there, and he he was the one that gave us a shot. Um, we thought we were badass because we were going to be on TV, so uh, we came out on TV for a little while, and then that kind of disappeared, and uh, we we're like, what are we going to do now? So we tried other places, and everybody kind of just rejected us. Yeah. Um, thought we were like, not, well, I'm not a big guy, you know what I mean? My guys weren't like super massive either. Um, so we got a lot of rejection, a lot of no's, a lot of doors slammed in our faces and stuff. Um, and we said, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. So we kind of just got a ring and came over here, talked to Bert. Um, we just, how really, long ago was that? This was like a decade ago, I guess. Wow. Yeah. We walked right through the doors and, and Bert was like, um, what are you guys about? And we're like, we want to put on a wrestling show. And he's like, let's fucking do it. And that was it. That was like instant. <laughs> it's weird, man. I have this conversation with a lot of artists and creators about the city you come from. Do you feel that this city that we live in here, I'm not going to name it, do you feel like they give back to creators and artists? Because I feel like they don't. Yeah, no. The, the, the city doesn't really do it. It's more up to like, uh, like privately owned places like us. But why, why do you think that is? I mean, I, the thing that I think is very interesting about a city, about a, a, a county, is the people that are the artists that are the creators that are creating the needs to come out and express yourself. Yeah. Well, everybody, whether you like it or not, or whether you agree with it or not, any sort of entertainment, whether you're a movie star, a musician, a wrestler, a comedian, you, you, any kind of, uh, entertainment is needed for people. Do you need the beer? Yeah. That's a strange thing, dude, because I always have the conversations like, well, I think it's essential to be, uh, uh, an entertainer. I, I really do. I, I do think that. I do think that too. I just feel like, man, there should be more in place from the city's perspective. Like, hey, let's give back to these people that are entertainers that right. are giving back to. Like, for example, like YouTube. Uh, my YouTube audience is, reaches uh, people around the whole nation. 
Right. And if I say my city name, well, that name's getting out. You all have a reputation here. You bring in a ton of people that travel throughout the world. And right. They talk about this one thing. I was like, I think that's that's kind of says more about who we are wanting to give back to our city than the city's actually giving back to us. Well, it's it's the 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 passion that you have for what you do, you know? I think that's what what it boils down to and that's uh people have passion for what they do and that's really what what's important. Yeah. No, I agree. I I I guess the business part of me feels like the the monetized part of it like get compensated for what you're doing. You're attracting these people to, like, for example, like South Texas Comic Con brings in a ton of people to the McAllen Convention Center. Right. And they have a huge economic impact. Right. So, so I think the same thing on a smaller scale is what we're doing pretty much weekly, uh, daily by what we do as artists, as creators. And I think there should be, um, Something in place where it gives back to these. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, because a lot of people think that being in show business or, or a touring band or something like that, that, that it's like glamorous and everything. Yeah. But it's really not. And there's really not a lot of money to be, to be made with that. Um, it's more like of a, of a passion of yours to go pursue it and do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of us have like side gigs, you know, where, where we do this thing that we love. And then we also go somewhere else and make, make some money. Yeah, I think I think the world of the internet's uh, a very interesting place because my goal for me is to extract as much money as I can from the internet. That's been my my plan for the past five six years, and I think it, the time is now for people that are creators that want to share their stories on social media or on YouTube or or any venue on on the internet. They have an opportunity to do that because it literally leveled the playing field. Oh yeah, that's what I love about it. Is like. You don't have to be have an eccentric attitude and be on YouTube. You can educate, you can inform, or you can entertain. I mean, yeah. pe- there's a niche for everybody, and the internet has literally leveled the playing field for that. Yeah, but there's also there's also a connection that the entertainer has with the audience too. Yeah. And and like let's say me for example, if I'm out there and there's nobody out there, I can't I can't vibe. You know, I need that ener- that energy from them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, because when, when I was playing a lot with a band and there was just a few people out there, it's like, ah, do I really want to play this game? Yeah. And, but you, you still give a good performance yeah, yeah. regardless. That's, yeah. that's a given, because yeah. any time that I go out there, I'll, I'll give my best, even if there's 15 people, I don't care. Yeah. But then if you have a sold-out crowd, you're, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, getting out. sure, man. <laughs> it, it's just a very interesting dynamics that us artists and creators go through. It's like shit man like come on you you want to give everything everything is like let me ask you about that because a lot of people talk about supporting local let's talk about bands specifically i feel like like uh or even wrestling i feel like whenever do you have to leave the rio grande valley to become successful no i don't think so i think right now uh what we're doing here at the theater we're trying to cultivate the new artists and there's been a lot of artists that that have come through here like listella alonso um, she's she's performed on this stage, and she she's from here, Valente uh, Rodriguez. He's yeah. he's from here. You know what I mean? He didn't have to go anywhere, and he's rubbing shoulders with George Clooney. You know? Yeah. So you don't have to leave the valley like to to be recognized or be known. I feel like like I, I feel like a lot of people here <coughs> they gotta go like for example like bands they tour they tour around somewhere, and then they come back, and then that's when they're like, oh these guys are badass. Like you have to go out. 
and build that crowd somewhere else. And then everybody's like, oh, cool, man. These guys did it. Like when we play Sixth Street, Sixth Street isn't like a huge feat to, to go play. Right. But we did it. And, and they're like, people are like, oh, you played Sixth Street. That's cool. Yeah, they pay you $50 for the whole fucking band. Right. You play on Sixth Street and then they shoo you off. So I think those are the things that people don't really realize that it comes with that. Like you, you can go out and do these badass things, but at the end of the day, it's not as glamorous as you thought it was. It never, it never is. It never, it's like they, they say, never meet your heroes. I mean, just yeah. don't go out there and do those gigs too. You know, yeah. there's, there's money to be, be made like in these local gigs too. If you, if you really try, yeah. um, I know, uh, Raymond Orta has sold out this place. He's yeah. made quite a bit of money here too. Um, like back to back shows and stuff like that. So, uh, and he's he's local here too. Yeah, I think he's one of the funniest guys uh, I've seen, man. I think I think uh, the valley has so much to offer. I just feel like we don't do enough as as, uh, as the Rio Grande Valley to give back to these people that, and they, they they have to like go out on their own and figure it out. They don't get like a nudge from right. like, a, like a business loan from a uh, from the city or or maybe the yeah to buy equipment, a guitar yeah, or something like that. Just they, they or figure it out. Yeah. I think I think also maybe at the same time that's what it is. That's what needs to be done because, like for me, when people don't support me, I'll just go out and fucking do it anyways. Well, that's what I did when when we started wrestling. We just said fuck it, let's go out and do it, and then we did it. You know, and money came out of our pocket, but we we were doing it. Yeah. What was your best memory of uh, wrestling? Of me wrestling? Yeah, in the early days. Oh man, in the early days, dude, I would I would do so much crazy shit off the top rope and now that i got older i can't do any of that how old are you man I, never tell <laughs> never tell there there's people that are going to be watching they're like that motherfucker never fucking told me i swear dude you've never told anybody never not not even my own family will tell you Jeez. i'm like a am like a woman but you know without hair without hair mm-hmm. <laughs> So is is uh, Cena haunted? Are there any horse? No, nothing like that. I've I've been here at all like hours of the night, day. Nothing. Never seen nothing. <laughs> there was there was a time where somebody told me a story about the women's restroom. Sorry, ladies, um, that two girls went in there and they they wanted to take a selfie in front of the mirror. And uh, in the picture, they, it's supposed to be them two girls, right, just by themselves. Yeah. But in the picture, um, there's like a little uh, girl next to them. And supposedly that's somewhere like on online somewhere. I've never seen it, hmm. but but I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And I know I know every sound that this place makes, <laughs> like from the back door to the front door, from the roof to the everything. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. All the rumors you hear. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Yeah, the the Valley uh, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghost, yeah. those guys. They they've been here and they started like taking pictures. And uh, I don't know. I, I saw some. I saw some of their pictures, but. They they claim to see something, but it, I think it's just the camera that shook a little bit. Yeah, that's. Are you uh, into conspiracy theories? Uh, I mean, sometimes <laughs> depending. <laughs> What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Uh, dude, th- there's the main one would have to be like the nine eleven thing because that was a that was a big thing. Yeah, interesting story about that is I was top fifteen to go to uh, New York, Lower Manhattan. Uh, I, I submitted a video. Uh, and they were looking for somebody to document uh, during summer all the events that are going on in lower Manhattan. And I was top 15 and the uh, the whole COVID thing happened and uh, they picked the winner and the title change was like, hey, well, now we need you to tell the stories of what's going on after the coronavirus. 
So I was like right there. I've never been to New York, man. I was so close to going and representing us. And I was like, fuck, it was so close. Yeah. I wanted to go, man. I, have you ever been to New York? No, that's the one place I, I think I'll never go. Why? I just don't, I think it's too many people and I don't like people. <laughs> it's Nine million people, man. Seriously. No, I, I can't handle that. Nine million people. Do you imagine that? I, I've been all over the country. I've been blessed that I've been from coast to coast and border to border. Pretty much every city, every major city, seen a lot of beautiful things. But that place, I don't think I'll ever go. <laughs> that and Alaska, no, no, Hawaii. I don't think I'll ever go to Hawaii unless they build Hawaii's a nice, though, unless man. they build a bridge or something. A bridge, a long yeah. ass bridge. I'm, I'm not gonna go on a boat, dude, or a plane. I've seen, I've seen fucking you, you, you Wilson. Never flown, you never flown? No, oh, no, I've flown. Oh, flown. I'm not gonna fly over a, a <laughs> big body of water. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking volleyball as a best friend. No, thank you, man. Uh, do you imagine that? Would you think you'd be able to survive? We survived the coronavirus. <laughs> survive, survive this quarantine. No shit, man. What's the one thing that you miss the most about, like, actually, you're in quarantine. What's the one thing you miss the most? Um, I, actually, I didn't realize this, but um, I, I miss my friends, you know, just talking to, to people that I enjoy talking to. People. Just, yeah, people. Customers that come in or whatever, everybody has a different story. I'm, I'm like, uh, what do they call those therapists? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, before we finish off the podcast, let's make sure that we tell everybody why we're here to make sure that we get the donations that we need, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys can donate at uh, org, or you can cash app it at uh, $$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$$
and how like technologically advanced we are. Yeah, just looking at your camera right there, I'm just surprised how small it is. Yeah, I don't think people really get that. I think they think that I use a lot of fancy equipment, but I mean, this is kind of fancy. But for the most part, I'm using a DJI Osmo to like to record us. It's tiny. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. Technology is there. I think a lot of people that want to jump on the trend and create and be an artist, this is the perfect time for you because you can explore your ideas. You can do whatever you want to do. And with, without very much uh, repercussions, I think, unless you're like being watched all the time. But I mean, even then, who gives a shit, right? Right, yeah. And there's always somebody that's going to uh, buy the content or, or going to be into it. There's always somebody out there that's going to be like into your thing. Yeah, your fans. I mean, and I think uh, that's what we go back to here to Cena Ray is uh, donate, just give back to this place. It's, it's obviously touched a ton of people. And we want to keep it around and we want to keep it around as long as we can. So, Shooter, one more time, let people know where they can donate. Yeah, uh, org, or also Cash App at dollar sign Rey, Or you could also mail in your donations if you like. Let's hear one more crazy story because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got to keep you on here and tell you another crazy ass story. <laughs> yeah, <man>. sorry. <laughs> I got too many. <laughs> yeah, well, well, back in the day, um, people would come here for the movies. And sometimes if they had like a major, major premiere, um, there was a lot of people. The, li- the line was around the block, like around the Rex and stuff like that. And the Rex actually like a year older than us. So anyway, the line would go around the block. And, and back then they would do like, uh, like double showings or matinees or whatever. And so there was so many people um, that they couldn't um, let them out through the front because there was already people in the front for the, for the next showing. So what they did was they, they made them exit through the back area, through the alley, and then everybody would just go back about their, their lives or whatever. And then the next group would come in. But people would rush in, rush in through the doors because they were so excited to watch this new movie that just barely came out. And uh, this one year, I don't remember what year it was, but this lady uh, got trampled and she died right there in the front of the, the oh, doors. Yeah, crazy. Like, it was, it was pretty bad. That's Damn. how bad... I'm just kidding. That never happened. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that never fucking happened. <laughs> no, but, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what did happen. <laughs> you said that so convincingly, man. Fuck. Yeah. No, I know. Sorry. There was no dead lady. <laughs> but but there there was we like I said we do a lot of crazy stuff. So there was one time that that uh, uh, we were having like a, an erotic ball or whatever, and and there was people just like you know with little pasties and stuff like that, and I, I kind of like that. Like you get hot chicks, you know, just walking around kind of half naked. It's cool. Um, so anyway, so it's starting to get to closing time and I'm, I'm looking at Bert like, Hey, uh, let's close up. Like, let's get everybody out, you know? And, and he looks at me, he's like, well, tell the security guards to pick up all the beer. And so, so the guards pick up all the beer and the music keeps going. And now we're over here like at two, two something and the music's still going. And, and I'm looking at Bert like, Hey, you know, we, we can get in trouble for this, you know? And he's like, nobody's drinking. Let them go. And so now it's like way past time. And now I'm like, yo, Bert, I feel like I'm being kidnapped right now. Let me go home, dog. And so, so the, the show goes on. Everybody's having a great time. But the bad thing is, or the good thing, depending, people started taking their clothes off. Everybody was already tos pedos. And so people started taking their clothes off. And little by little, people started like, you know, touching. And, and, and by the time you knew it, it was real late. And people started, you know, like fucking and sucking. Really? And could you imagine a building full of like people just trying to this big ass fucking whatever they call that <laughs> orgy? Yeah, that shit. 
<laughs> and <laughs> it, it was just so bad, dude. So in the morning, um, I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to go with it. So, so in the morning, we wake up and, and everybody's sprawled out everywhere. And uh, uh, I'm on stage and Bert's like in the middle of this big ass crowd. <laughs> and, and I wake up like the Undertaker. I was like, and I'm like, oh, shit, that really happened. <laughs> and I look over and Bert's waking up, too. And, and, and I go, hey, did that just fucking happen? And he's like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, bro, but next time let's invite some chicks. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> the shooter on the podcast. Thank you guys very much. We'll link the donations down below. We'll see y'all later. It's the Joshua Moon on this.